What's going on, guys? We're back at the Real Bodybuilding Podcast. A lot, a lot of you are at home and don't have anything to do, so I got you guys an awesome guest. I'm with Mr. Terrence Ruffin. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Just uh, just enjoying being back home for a little while, yeah. So where where are you right now? Because I know you're in Toronto. I am in. I'm back in Tampa. I may I flew. I got back last night. Last night, yeah, right before you guys shut down the borders. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, man. yeah. So were you going to be stuck in Canada? I don't know how that was supposed to work, but uh, I remember you guys saying, I thought it was something about today is like when they shut down everything. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I flew out last night and like it, the, the airport was empty, man. Like nobody was there. Yeah. Um, it was pretty crazy. I just walked straight up to the, uh, there was literally no lines at all. Yeah. How was yeah. the plane? The plane was probably empty too. Plane was pretty empty. Um, it was a lot of connect. Like once I landed, there was a lot of uh, people trying to get back to Canada, though. Oh, so, that's yeah. Right. They yeah. let you sit in first class? No, they didn't. I've never <laughs> sat in first class. So. They made you still sit in the back, even though there was nobody there. Yeah, it was probably maybe like that flight. I don't know how. It was like one of those flights where there's three. There's a uh, three seats. Oh, there's two, no, two seats. Three seats. Two seats. Okay. Okay. Um, it was huge. And then, um, maybe like 20 people on the flight total. Oh, that's all right. So what were you you doing in Toronto? I had a seminar, but, uh, yeah, that got canceled. So what's going on? Everything's getting canceled. So what'd you guys do? What did the promoter do? Did you still get paid? Did how did that Uh, work? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, man, like, um, honestly, like the promoter is another pro I met in Niagara Falls, uh, and basically what happened was he didn't tell me until I landed in the city. Like as soon as I landed, he said, I got some bad news. Oh, <laughs> and no. some good news. He said, the good news is uh, you're getting paid. The bad news is the show was canceled. So what ended up happening, he paid me, but I said, just, you know, give me half, you know, you, you know, you did still bring me out here. And like, I can't do anything else while I'm here, but you know, I didn't actually perform a service. So yeah, um, that's what I ended up doing. And then uh, I just enjoyed my time there. I know a couple of people out there. I had some dinner some nice restaurants um, and yeah, yeah. I got some work done. I was really behind on work um, after the Arnold. Yeah. So I spent like, you know, every day, maybe three, four hours uh, working with new clients and figuring out who they were and everything like that. So I want to get into your, the business side of your uh, career a little bit later, but first I want to talk to you about what everybody else is talking about, which is the crazy physique you presented at the Arnold Classic. <laughs> so I actually started following you like, a little while ago, because I, I usually try and follow somebody for a little while before I get them on the podcast so I can kind of get to know who they are. Okay. And uh, I've been wanting to get you on. And then after I saw you at the Arnold's, I'm like, okay, we got to talk about this. I don't know. And I, I met you at, at John Meadows' house a couple of days before the show. I actually saw, well, I don't know if we actually spoke then, but I, I did see you in 2018 at the seminar you guys put on in Toronto, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. what uh i'm kind of confused because i know you work with joe bennett but i also know you work with john meadows so what's can you explain to people who's your coach and how it works okay yo so um i met joe bennett man uh i want to say maybe three four years ago um he contacted me and was like hey man i like your physique but i see some things you can kind of fix you know training wise and um from that point on i lived at the time up in fort Long beach florida which was about six hours, six hours away from Tampa. 
and I would come once a month. I would drive down once a month, um, you know, pay for a hotel. And is that where Joe? Is that where Joe is? He's in Tampa. Yeah, he's okay. in Tampa. Yeah. yeah, he's the reason I moved here. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Um, so he just he just handles my training. I've been with him for like I said three four years, and then um, I got with John uh, twelve weeks out from Niagara Falls Pro Show, and he's been doing my nutrition and supplements and everything. Uh, Concerning that. Yeah. So 12 weeks out from Niagara Falls. When was the time Niagara Falls Pro Show? Niagara Falls is in November. So we've been together since maybe um, July, August time frame. Yeah. So it's relatively new. You say what? It's relatively new then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've known John, I mean, for a long time. Uh, he competed at nationals with me um, in 2014. That's the first time I saw him. But <laughs> I was still really new. And I didn't know, I didn't know anything. I, didn't, I saw him backstage, but I didn't know who he was at the time. Yeah. But he came down literally like a month later. Um, a guy at my gym brought him down, and that's where I actually met him and learned, like, oh, this dude is, like, a really smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, at that time, you know, I definitely couldn't afford him. I was 21, you know. and um, But what I did was, like, I, I, you know, I valued his knowledge. I, I respect him. So, I, you know, I bought what I could. I bought, you know, a couple ebooks from him. I paid for his website, you know, and uh, – at the time, I was a map boarder, and you know, I always thought I was like, well, if I'm not, if I ever, for whatever reason, if I was not working with Matt, John would be the other guy yeah. I would want to work with. And um, you know, some things happened, and uh, I reached out to to John to to get back on track. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a, a touchy subject, if you don't mind just getting into it. But so, how long were you with Matt? Before Matt I was with. Tell people yeah. if you if you want to tell people what happened. That's mm-hmm. fine. I just I don't know if everybody knows. Um, so yeah, I was with Matt, uh, January, I started with him January, 2015. So about a month or so after I turned pro in 2014 in November, um, he had a couple of pros, uh, he had a couple, not pros, but a couple guys that, in that show, Santi was working with him at the time and a guy named, uh, uh, David Paderecki, uh, were both, they were the middle and light heavy were okay. working with, with him and they both got first and they were like, touted as like the most conditioned guys at that show so you know um i actually did look for a few other like i was working with a local guy at the time and uh you know he was he was awesome but um he knew he even knew himself he's like man i don't know that much so if you ever do find someone that's a little bit more knowledge we'll definitely go and, and you know i'm cool with it yeah so uh you know i i guess it's okay to say now but at the time uh you know i, I couldn't afford matt either but yeah. You know, um, one of his clients reached out to him and talked to him, and he actually gave me like a, a discounted rate, which was really nice. True. Uh, I worked, so he was, I worked with him as soon as I turned pro, basically. And uh, in uh, last year, he, he passed away, uh, which was really tough. Um, we passed, uh, 2018 was my last show with him at the Olympia, and basically we both came to terms like, I need to, uh, I needed to get bigger. Mm-hmm. So um, we took all of 2009, most of 2019 off. And uh, during that time, he, he passed away. And uh, it was really tough. I didn't really work with anybody in my off season after that. Yeah. Um, I just kind of, you know, followed this plan and maybe added a few, um, you know, calories here and there when I needed to. Yeah. And uh, when the time came uh, to kind of – and at the same time, I was going through a divorce too. I got literally like he passed away and I moved out of my, my house with my ex-wife the next, I had to move. I was moving out the next day. 
yeah. which was really, it was really yeah. shitty. It was a really shitty time, but, uh, but you know, uh, I talked to John, I told John, I said, Hey, me and Matt had talked about doing, uh, the Arnold and, you know, I would love it if you would help me, you know, you know, uh, to do this, but I wanted to do a show first to kind of, so you can kind of see my body and whatnot and see how everything works. So we did Niagara Falls and, um, yeah, that's kind of how that went about and how that happened. Yeah. So explain to me, I'm not like super familiar with your whole history. So where, when did you turn pro 2014 or 15? 2014. Yeah. And then how many, when you turned pro, did you turn pro as a bodybuilder or was there already classic then? <laughs> no, nah, it was a bodybuilder. Yo, I, yeah, it was, it was, this, I was uh, one sec. I want to, I want to just do something real quick. All right. So I'm going to share my screen with you because I've been doing this lately. Can you see it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this isn't you though. All right. So is this you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so what is this? What show, what show is this? Is this the Nationals? Nationals uh, Championships in Miami. I was uh, 21, 154 pounds. Uh, yeah, you I was were, lightweight. You were 154 pounds here? Yeah. You know what I find crazy? A lot of people, like when I was uh, at John's with you, and I showed people the scale of your physique at the Arnold's, which is this picture for those of you who are watching. Yeah. Um, they were blown away that you were only 177 pounds. <laughs> and I, I'm actually shocked that this is only 154 pounds over here on the left. Um, so it's just, uh, it's pretty insane. It just goes to show like your proportions kind of make up for the lack of size or the lack of weight anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, uh, and the crazy is only like, that's only like a 20 pound difference between those photos too. Yeah. Um, Santi, <laughs> he likes to say I have like, uh, bird bones. I got like hollow bones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so man, so you turned pro at the nationals as a bodybuilder and a lightweight bodybuilder. Yeah, yeah. So was your was, plan when when you started? So explain to me before you started. Like when did you start bodybuilding? How old were you? I was eight. I well, I started like preparing for my first show at eighteen years old, and I did my first show at nineteen. And was your plan all along, like, what was your goal when you started? Did you think you were going to be a flex wheeler? Did you think you were going to be a, a 212 guy? Like, what was your plan when you started? So, um, my plan, like, honestly, I did my first show. I, you know, I was basically just filling it out the first show. You know, I didn't know what was going I didn't know anything about anything. Yeah. Yeah. And um, after my first competition, like, I really enjoyed the posing. Uh, I think there's a video on YouTube somewhere of my first routine somewhere. I know I have my second one up, but the first one's on there too. But uh, my, I had no idea that I was going to turn pro. Uh, like I was moving, I was moving a lot slower. So basically the whole time, like um, I moved to, to Florida after I, I was in the military. I had just joined the military. So yeah. I make it to my first base and um, I meet up with this bodybuilding couple. And I told them, I was like, yeah, I was thinking about doing a show, but you know, I wanted to wait a year. I was like, I'm gonna wait a whole nother year. And they're like, no, you're gonna compete. <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> compete in three months. And I'm like, All right. <laughs> why? Were they were they certain you were gonna do well? Um, I guess I that and they probably I don't know. I don't know the reasons why, but yeah, they just you know how people are sometimes, like yeah. Um, and also they probably wanted to use me as marketing for something, you know, yeah. transformation stuff. So yeah. um I ended up doing that show. I got second place at, in the teenager category. I didn't think that was that impressive considering I was like 19, you know, yeah. I was probably the oldest guy on that, on that stage. And then, uh, in the, op in the, uh, the, in the open class, I got last place. It was only five of us. I got fifth. 
Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, honestly, that really, really motivated me. Like after that, I honestly became like a recluse. I would just go to the gym, I would eat, I would come home. And I did that for a year. And I came back the next year and um, I ended up winning my class as a lightweight. I was still a lightweight, but I had put on 10 pounds. Yeah. Um, I was 145 that first year, 154 that next year. So this is, this is your 20 years old now. I was 20 years old. Yeah, I was 20 yeah, years old. Yeah, yeah. And I won. I won the overall, overall in the novice category. I yeah. beat a guy that was like 240 pounds. He was a big dude, but <laughs> uh, just because I was in, I was in good shape in my proportions and everything. So, but um, I ended up losing overall to a, a a good friend of mine. I was still friends. I just saw him at the Arnold. Yeah. But uh, it was funny enough. Nick Trujillo was there. This is okay. 2000 and uh, this is 2014. Yeah, to the Nick and Nick. Um, he was working with some guy, you know, and he was just happened to be in town and he was like, you should do nationals. And I was like, I was in my mind, I, I was like, I won't be ready to do a national show. until I'm like 180 pounds yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I'm still, I'm still, still not, not 100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it just crazy, goes, to, so. goes to show how much weight matters. Yeah, I'm, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, so did you go on and do the nationals with his advice? Yeah, so like he honestly, he was coaching me. He, he he said this too. He coached me for maybe like one or two months. He broke up with the girl that was that was in the area that I was living in, and he kind of fell off the face of the earth for a while. Oh, okay. And um, but I was like, you know what? I and I, my my plan at the time was to do USA's, and I would have been twenty at USA's. I would have probably tied that that age with uh, Cody. Yeah. But um, I couldn't afford it, so I uh, waited to nationals in my uh, you know nationals, and uh, that's when I ended up. I ended up turning pro there yeah wow. i didn't know how i would do I, I had literally no idea but um but what was your what was your okay did you have a vision in your mind at that point of who you wanted to be or are you still just competing for the hell of it i wanted to look like i always had i always like identified with guys that were around my height um so guys like sean ray lee priest uh were two of my especially sean ray sean ray and i still like his was to this day yeah. um so probably like I would love I would have loved to look something like him or even um I was a big fan of Victor Richards. Yeah, if you know what? Yeah, um, I know who Victor Richards is. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like you got to put on like another forty pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, no, even they, no. So, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Um. So I had a vision. I had a vision, and um, you know, I was. It's funny, like posing wise. Uh, I definitely had some people I really I really looked up to that in that Kai Green. Uh, Bob Paris, Muhammad Makhoui, yeah. all those yeah. guys definitely influenced me there too. So, so if your goal, so this is this is where my question was kind of my questions were leading. Your goal is a Sean Ray, right? So Sean Ray at his best, probably two ten on stage, maybe, maybe less, maybe a little bit more. Is your goal still to be that guy, or are you like now that I'm crushing it in classic, I want to be the classic guy? Because I'm always confused by the classic guys. Not confused. That's the wrong thing. Not wrong word. I always wonder what the classic guys think. Do they think I want to keep progressing, or do they think now that they've opened up this class for me, this is what I'm all about? I said, you know, I'm, I'm I, I haven't had to think about that too much until just this year that yeah. I'm getting, I'm creeping up to this weight limit, and uh, it's a, it's a tough decision. Uh, yeah, it's very. It's a very tough decision. What is your what is what is your weight limit for class for classic? One seventy five. Oh, so you that's right. You and John were one seventy seven. I remember you had to lose two pounds. Yeah, yeah. I weighed in at one seventy four point eight. 
<laughs> so you basically so, can't, you basically have to stop working out now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We didn't have to, we didn't really suck down that hard though. Like, I mean, like, I, like we didn't use any diuretics, diuretics. We just um, didn't eat for maybe six, seven hours and it I, dropped down. I know, but yeah. dude, I don't know how you can't get more peeled. Like you couldn't, I don't, I don't know how you could lose any more weight without like losing muscle. That's true. Yeah. Um, so basically, you know, like my thought process is right now, I definitely want to kind of stay in classic a little bit. Um, just for the fact of where I'm just now placing, like, in a, in a, I'm really in a good spot now, uh, placing wise and that can, and placing wise is all that stuff's connected to like your career. So like, I just, like, I got invited to a very good event coming up soon. I can't say what, but you already know now. So what is <laughs> just that? because of, it's, I can't say they're going to announce it. They're supposed to announce it this week. But, I'm, uh, supposed, I got, I, I, I'm supposed to know what it is. I mean, it's, it's an invite show only. It's, a, it's so like, I got oh. invited. To, yeah. yeah. Invite you're, talking, only, so. you're talking about the one, the show that yeah, everybody's yeah, wanted. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know who else is doing it, but um, I got the call. Um, so like, I mean, it would be crazy for me to, to kind of, to move up at this point, just because things are just starting to open up for me, yeah. business wise and everything. So, um, but, but like from a, just a perspective of like what I like and and what I want from my physique. I don't really care like what class I'm in as long as my, as long as I'm happy with my physique, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, but the thing is with, I would obviously be in a two twelve. Um, I would, it would take me a while to be competitive just because I don't put on weight very quickly whatsoever. You know, 2014 to now I only put on 20, you know, 20 pounds. That's 20 pounds. Yeah, but honestly, like, okay, let's do this again. <laughs> let's do <laughs> let's do this again. So this is you at one set. You can see my screen, right? Yeah, yeah, I can see it. So this is you at 177. Somewhere around there, yeah. Or 175 or whatever it is. But like I can only imagine, you know, I mean, I know everybody talks about weight and it's only 20 pounds, but like if you added 20 more pounds to this physique. You know, you don't need to be 212. You could be like 195 and it would be crazy. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, look at Sean Clarita. He's nowhere near 212. He's yeah. like, what, 175, 180. Yeah. So I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't, like, I'm not trying to, obviously, I'm not trying to talk you into anything. I think it's crazy. Yeah. You know, you know what's really fascinating to me is I don't think the classic was on the main stage last year at the Arnold's, was it? No, no, it was at the expo. I think the whole, I, Think, no, they did. They got the they got on the main stage for the night for the, the finals the for the finals. Yeah, yeah I think did. I really feel like classic is jumped as far as like its popularity and the respect you guys get and all that. So I don't. I'm not saying you should move into bodybuilding because it's more glorified or anything like that. I'm just asking on a personal level. Like when I train, my goal is to like get build more muscle. Of course. So. Of course. so you, I just wonder, are you, do you feel like you're stuck now because you can't really get too much bigger or, you know, what is like the five year plan? I don't know. Like it is like, I haven't even talked to uh, John or Joe about, about this situation too much yet. I yeah. mean, even with my leg training, it's, it's really, really minimal now. Yeah. Um, I do one working set of hack squats and two working sets on seated leg curl, two working sets on, line leg curl and that's about it for a leg day for me you know <laughs> it's like uh, a 20 20 minute workout <laughs> <laughs> you know everything else is still pretty much the same like training wise i'm still training hard every, everything else pretty, and i still train less hard it's just very 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 low volume you know 
Um, yeah, so I, I really, it is, I haven't got, like, I'm not quite to that point yet, but yes, it's a really weird thing for me to think about that, how my training's going to change if I decide to stay in this, in this uh, division. Yeah, it's, it's the, I don't know how much about it. What was the secret to your, you know, 20 pounds? I know 20 pounds might not sound like a lot to the average person that doesn't really understand how hard it is to build muscle tissue. But 20 pounds is a lot. So it took you how long to put on that 20 pounds? Six years? Oh, six years, yeah. So it took you six years to put on 20 pounds, which is, which is pretty normal. I mean, a lot of people don't realize that it does take that long. But um, what was the key is what I'm wondering. Because these guys out here that are listening are always wondering, how did Terrence go from that 154-pound guy to this dramatic, perfect physique that he has all of a sudden? Like, is it just... Like, what was the main key points that you focused on for those six years? So, honestly, man, like, I put on a, quite a bit of that, that 20 pounds in the past, maybe two, three years. And honestly, I got to say it's mostly because of the changes I made to my training. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, I, not, uh, so, so not diet. You think it's training more that did it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I ate I, – I pushed myself pretty hard when I was younger. I mean, like, I ate more when I was, you know, younger – um, then I do now. I got super fat because of it. I probably shouldn't eat that much, but you know. <laughs> but <laughs> but not. Nah, my I was pretty. I was pretty strict with everything, you know. Um, honestly, I think it's training, um, especially. Um, so like this pad, like I've been putting on muscle like nonstop, uh, in the past two, like in the past two years, um, and that's best basically when I, I started working with Joe a lot more. Yeah. Uh, I didn't change anything with like supplements too much. The food was pretty similar. The biggest change I made was from, cause you know, like I said, I was a big fan of Kai Green, and, and by the time I got to Kai, you know, he had stopped preaching like the four, you know, putting four plates onto a shoulder press. He was talking about doing 20, 30 reps and filling the muscle on curls or something, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I was doing that. And then like, I got, I got nothing from that from like my, my uh, first year. So, 2014, I turned pro. I was 154 pounds when I turned pro. I took 2015 off because at the time, there's no classic. I was like, okay, I need to get bigger for 212. Yeah. And that was the goal, trying to pull on muscle for 212. Um, then they announced classic. So 2016, I competed. And I won the Tampa Pro at 157 pounds. So wow. almost, yeah, so that's almost no gain muscle. Yeah, that yeah. Time, right? Three pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, to say, you know, um, since I started working with Joe, um, I put on about eight pounds in a year and a half. And then before that, before I actually moved here, I maybe put on six pounds in a year. Yeah. So, so a good amount of that weight is from the, you know, recently. Yeah. So, um, just so, learning. So what, okay. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just, these guys, I know, I know the guys listening are always interested in the nuts and bolts or the X's and O's of what, what it was. So when you say, my training is what did it. I believe you, but what yeah. exactly what exactly changed the most in your training? Okay, so basically, um, I went from doing a different workout every every day, every week, um, not tracking anything, doing um, typically high, high, well, higher reps or you know some things. Um, to now, I I log everything. I, I keep track of everything every week. I'm adding five pounds every week. I'm adding one rep or, or something. 
Um, I, I've done the same program. I maybe had two, three pro different programs over the past two, three years, you know, and they're not that, they're not that different. Okay. Uh, wait, okay. Wait, I want to stop you for a second. So when you say that does, okay. Cause I don't want to, I want to figure this out for myself. Cause maybe you yeah. can help, maybe you can help me get bigger. So if, when you say you did the same program, you mean like say come chest day, are you doing the same, no, same exercise, chest workout? exercises? Yeah. yeah same, but you, same but you're, workout, doing this, yeah. you're doing the same exercises every week. Mm -hmm. Are they always in the same order or are you moving them around? They're pretty much in the same order. Um, I think we move like, so since I start, since I've been here and I started prep since, uh, was it um, last year, November, I, for my chest day, I moved, um, I went from incline to incline dumbbell bench to a Smith machine. And that's the only reason we changed it is because I kind of tweaked, tweaked my, uh, my chest a little bit and I wanted yeah. something a little more stable. Yeah. So that was really the one exercise we changed. Um, so basically, like the workouts go, um, we have something like our bread and butter movements and stuff we log. Um, let's say for chest day, the chest day I have now is a Smith machine incline bench, and then they, uh, I just like this Nautilus uh, chest press. Yeah. Um, and then so those are my two main movements. I track those every week. Those stay the same for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. And then um, actually, we do we do another one. We do a, we do a fly, which is always the same. Okay. And then um, we have like, at the end of a workout, we kind of switch it up from week to week. Yeah. And it's kind of like a, for a, a, a pump, you know? Yeah. So like we may do like the last two sets of the flies. We may do a fly, um, dips and pushups, you know, um, tri a tri set or something like that. Or we may do uh, a fly, then move over to like a, the Smith machine and do floor presses or something, you know, something, so, something. Yeah. So this is like, it flies in the face of like what everybody's doing because a lot. And I actually, I really like what you're saying right now because a lot yeah. of people think, well, every week's got to be different because you got to shock the muscle and you got to have different exercises and you got to have different this and different that. Yeah. And you're basically saying to me, you did the truest form of progressive overload that can be, because <laughs> that's the truest form of it is yeah. you did the same exercises and just increased your weight or increased your reps every week. And yeah, I, um, I mean, it's I mean, like, from it's not a new concept. Um, no, 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 I it's not. It's more, yeah, it's not new, but it's it's new nowadays. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. this is this is like if you talk to like somebody and they say Dorian Yates, Dorian Yates did the same workout for like his whole career. Yeah, and he just kept increasing the weight, and he got bigger and bigger and bigger. So it's no, it's not a new concept, but nowadays it's a, it seems like a new concept because everybody's so interested in what's the newest exercise. What's the, how can I manufacture this machine and make it different? You know, I see guys doing like bicep curls on the fucking, uh, on, on the lion leg. Curl yeah. Machine. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you doing that? I mean, you don't have to do that. But mm -hmm. so it's, it's actually really refreshing to hear you tell people you built this 20 pounds on this perfect physique by doing the same shit and just loading up weight and reps. So, and it's cool cause you're, you're saying you have one exercise at the end that you guys kind of vary a little bit from workout yeah. to workout. And this is the same thing you followed for all your body parts. Yeah. The same, pretty much the same thing for everybody. Same principle. Mm -hmm. So that's really crazy to hear you say that, you know, I've never had a logbook. Really? And, and so like, I think some people, so like the funny thing is, my my strongest body part is you know my legs and i look back at what i did back in the day um 
for some reason, without think consciously thinking about it, I always progress legs without even, you know, um, one of my favorite people was uh, Tom Blass. Yeah. So I, you know, uh, I always did that, but I, I noticed with every other body part, I didn't really do that. I didn't really think about, oh, well, let me add, you know, five, 10 pounds here. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. some reason with my leg workouts, I just, just did it, you know? And it shows because your leg, your legs are your best body part. So it's like, yeah. it's crazy. So, okay. So basically you're telling people the secret is there's no real secret. It's like log your shit, do the same stuff yeah. and, and make sure you're just getting better every week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so diet-wise, you said you used to eat way too much, and now you've tapered it down. So let's skip forward from the the bad days and go to your last two years, because you said those were the years where you put on the most muscle. Mm-hmm. So what was what is a what is a diet? I mean, you could do a daily or in phases. I don't know how you do it, but what does a diet look like for you to put on that kind of muscle in the off season? Are you doing high fats? Are you doing high carbs? Like, we'll narrow, uh, narrow it down a little bit. That's really low, actually, compared to most people. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People, <laughs> I've posted my diet maybe, you know, a few times over the years, and people are like, whoa, the fats are so low. Right now, my fats are like 40, 40 grams. Really? Um, they never, yeah, they've never been very high. And, you know, I know people always say, you know, it can be hormonal issues, hormonal issues because of your fats being low, but I've never had any issues. I mean, when I first got with Matt, he did try me with higher fats. Yeah. And, it, you know, I just kind of got – it didn't really do anything for me. I, I don't think my body composition went kind of down. Yeah. But uh, even since I got in with John, and John preaches, you know, keeping your fats as – yeah, yeah, he keeps yeah. them pretty low too, so. No, but John, John, John's got me on, like, a lot of fats. Really? So, I don't know. I always thought John was the fats guy. So I'm it's a fat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I get so my fat. All my fats come from um, I get I get three whole eggs and three ounces of steak in the morning, and then I have two other beef meals at about six ounces. So they all come from my protein sources. Okay, yeah, so give me give me one meal just so I can. We're not going to go through your whole diet because that'd be boring as hell. But <laughs> give me uh, give me one. What does one meal in the off season look like for Terrence to put on twenty pounds? Like oh, what? Man. Just give, me, um, just give me one average meal that you would eat. Okay, so I can do my – I'll do two, actually. My post-workout, uh, got up to four cups of cereal, uh, three <laughs> scoops of protein, and a bagel. That, that sounds, that sounds good, though. Yeah, it does. It does. I was surprised John kept the cereal in, but he was like, yo, what? Yeah. <laughs> did you keep but, it in um, when you were dieting, too? Yeah, I did cereal. Well, the only time I – Someone's calling you. Yeah, let me uh, decline that. All right, there we go. So he kept um, he kept the cereal in during your diet. Yeah, I was surprised. He only and the only reason I ended up changing it because like near the end of prep, I was doing maybe two cups, and I'm like, I'm not getting. It's not enough, so I just switched to uh, English muffins, and that was I did that. Uh, but um, that's that's obviously my biggest meal post workout. Um, intra workout, I do about 100 grams of carbs, and then pre-workout I do um about 60 no no uh, about 80 grams of carbs um the fats are I don't know uh, three whole eggs three ounces of steak you know, yeah yeah so. yeah so yeah. that seems that sounds like a pretty good diet I mean a lot of people what are you doing with the cereal are you doing it with water or you just mix it with the protein and I do water it? and protein yeah just mix the protein up and use that okay. as well um I want to switch gears a little bit to family 
I saw your mom with you at John's house. Yeah. And I also see your mom with you in your interviews. And <laughs> it looks to me, how old are you? 26? 26. Yeah. Yeah. Is your mom your greatest fan? Yeah, she is. She's only missed two shows. And that's because uh, one was like, it was back to back. She's a teacher. So she don't get so much time also. Yeah. She missed one show and she missed, uh, she missed the Niagara Falls show, but she was like, cause I get, I kind of told her last minute, but um, nah, she's pretty much been in every single show all the time. I've always been my biggest fan. She actually took my first bodybuilding in progress photos uh, ever. I, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. I got into bodybuilding. I, I was in the military. Like I said, I came home before going to my first uh, duty station or job. Yeah. And I told her, I was like, Hey, well, I want to be a bodybuilder. Uh, she's like, okay, okay. And then I was like, can you take photos for me? He's like, all right. <laughs> so wait a yeah. minute. So that's something new I didn't know about. So you're in the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did six years in the Air Force, yeah. In the Air Force? Mm -hmm. Did you fly jets? No, I worked on uh, aircraft equipment, yeah. So, so I was a different mechanic. Yeah. You just fit, well, how does that work? You just finish your six years and then you're allowed to leave? Or like what happens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you sign a contract. You can do a four or six-year contract. And um, for my, it, like, the, like your day to day really depends on a couple of different things, like your job, the job you're doing, and then uh, where you're, where you're, you're located and who's in, who's your boss. Mm -hmm. So luckily, I got my job is really easy. I work from was it six forty five to like three three p.m. Yeah, um, I got an hour lunch and I just worked in a building. Um, they would bring like, if anyone wants to look up this up, the equipment I worked on is called an AN slash ALQ. ECM 184 pod, or just type in 184 pod, 184 okay. pod. Basically. What is that? What is that? It is a jamming system that attaches to the plane, uh, yeah. the wing of the plane, and it jams like radar signals, cool. uh, missiles, other planes, anything radio frequency wise. Yeah. yeah. So um, my specialty was like radio frequency and, and, and electronics. So what happened? Did you lose interest or you just kind of want to move on to the next phase of your life? um because so, that's because uh, I, I gotta tell you from somebody from the outside listening that sounds like a pretty cool gig <laughs> it was really it was, it was pretty cool so like there's a couple of reasons so uh one i did not that's not the job i wanted when i went in i went in to do uh like a special forces job and uh it was called tech b i made it pretty far but uh i just ended up not making it through uh, what, it, like, what is uh what is tech b is that like a air force version of like navy seals so basically, it's I liked it because it's really open. So basically, uh, we call in airstrikes, but we deploy with different branches of the military. So I like the one the job I like. I had my duty station and everything. I was supposed to go to Killeen, Texas, and um, I was going to deploy with the Armored Tank Division okay. and call airstrikes for them. So, but but you can even I, um, some of the instructors there. I learned a little bit. Some of them work for the Secret Service. Some of them work with Rangers. Some of them. Uh, it really depends. Um, so you can kind of take that as far as you want to take it. If you want to be a yeah. little bit more badass, you can go be a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I, I, you know, it was probably one of the best experiences of my life because after I went through that, I'm like, well, nothing else is is nearly as difficult. Yeah. You know, um, it really like going through it. Really, it really sucks. <laughs>
How does it is it suck as bad as the videos I see of like the Navy SEALs guys? Oh uh, yeah, so like Navy SEALs is a whole nother level, but yeah, definitely. Um it sucked pretty damn bad. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like they would wake you up one o'clock in the morning, you go on like a six mile run to the beach, and then they would once you get to the beach, that's when you started actually started like they call it smoking you where you do push up sit ups for like two, three hours, man. It was it was it was hard, especially like um the hardest part for me was I was 125 miles at the time. Yeah. And like they would do these ruck marshes where you carry this backpack with a whole bunch of shit in it. It's really heavy. And then um, at certain points it would get up to maybe 80 pounds. And I'm like, I'm, a, I'm this five, four, five, five <laughs> guy. I like, and the taller guys, they would be, you know, you're really just supposed to walk. It's like a brisk walk, but I was so small and, and so in my, my, uh, and I'm not even a fast walker to begin with. So I had to jog to keep up with these guys. And, um, it was crazy. Like my body was real. Like I, my body was more beat up then um, than it is now. Like I, could, it would hurt to like stand up and just do lots of stuff. Yeah. But you know what though? That's gotta like bodybuilding's got to be easy after something like that. Yeah, it is. I, I mean, I hate. To, I, I mean, everyone. No, <laughs> I but like I mean, because it's because people. I know it's hard for people, but I think a lot of times when you go through certain things, like imagine if someone was homeless and like they were beat all their lives, then they go it's just different levels and different, it's yeah. your perception of something. You know what yep. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine doing what you just did. And then somebody saying, Oh, let me put you through a leg workout. You're like, well, I kind of <laughs> been through like way fucking more than that. It doesn't seem like, I mean, yeah. it, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, it, like you said, it's, it's different levels. I mean, if you're carrying an 80 pound pack on your back and you weigh 125 pounds, <laughs> it's like, it's more than half your weight. And you're, yeah, it was awful. It was yeah, awful. So, yeah, I mean, that's got to set you up for the hard work it takes. So, I mean, I guess that's where – so that's where I would say – or would you say is that where your hard work, your ethic comes from? I think it definitely helped out a lot. Um, it definitely – yeah, I would say that's probably one of the biggest things that uh, gave me some mental fortitude, definitely, mm -hmm. definitely. So you left the military, and on your way home, you called your mom, and you said, I want to be a bodybuilder. Yeah, so um, a little bit into that. Uh, so, like, like I said, I didn't end up making it through that. So um, – I go to this new job. I go, this, they call it um, tech school. So to learn about your new job. So I went there and these kids were like, Hey man, you should think of, you know, should try bodybuilding. And um, I had put on a, a good amount of weight in that time. So maybe in three, three to five months, I put on about 30 pounds. Yeah. And uh, it was, yeah, you should try out bodybuilding. And the cool thing was I was, I didn't know anything about it. So I went to the store and <laughs> I went to the store and I picked up two magazines and mm -hmm. Jackson Jackson was on the cover of one of them. Mm -hmm. And um, Joel Thomas was on the cover of the other one. Uh, A to Z Nutrition Joel was on that one. I think yeah. the one I got at Dexter was uh, Muscular Development, I think. Yeah. And um, I was like, yo, this is cool. So what I did was uh, I, after I got the magazine, I looked through it and then I went to YouTube because I'm old. So like, I, I really like, got the book first and then went to the internet did you say you're old you're 26 i mean like old, not like old in age <laughs> but like i'm not like technology wise man like okay i, even, I like yeah even so, though you're even though you're putting jamming systems on planes that's pretty technology that's like <laughs> <laughs> i guess oh yeah I, it's, weird. it's weird i know like, what you i know write something down than like type it in my phone you know? i know what you mean i know what you mean i'm just fucking with you so <laughs> so anyway so you go to youtube Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and I um I fought, I watched like the the Mr. Olympia, and literally um that was, oh man, that was 2013, 
September and I was like, this is what I, I want to do this. And that's when I said, and that's when I, you know, said I want to do it. And I, and I did it maybe six, seven months later. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Uh, you know, it's the opposite of my story. Like when I started, I, I remember seeing a bodybuilding magazine and thinking it was stupid. I'm like, I, <laughs> no, I did. I like, I remember, yeah. I think Dory, I think Dory Nature was on the cover of the first magazine I saw. And I was like, that's too much, man. I don't want to, I was like 19 at the time or 18. Maybe. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to fucking look like that. So I used to buy men's health, believe it or not. And I would, wow. do, I would, yeah, I, I know I'm ashamed. <laughs> I'm ashamed to admit it now, but I used to buy men's health because I was fat when I was like 16, 17. So I used to buy men's health to learn how to get skinny and I got skinny. Okay. And then uh, I actually went to a show when I was 20 and the first person I saw was Dexter Jackson. Yeah, he, t- cool. he, t- he took second at that show and Marcus rule won. Those are the first two bodybuilders I remember seeing completely different. Oh yeah. yeah. Totally. And I couldn't tell who was my favorite. I'm like, is that guy my favorite or is the little guy my favorite? Cause Dude. Dexter was only like, he was much smaller in 2000 than he is now. Okay. So, but when I saw them and then it was a pro-am, a friend of mine competed at that show. And, uh, I was like, I think I could, I told my buddy, I'm like, I could fucking do this. And he, he bet me. He's like, no, you can't. He's like, I dare you to do it. So I did the same thing you did. I waited like, well, I, you didn't get to do it, but I waited a full year. Okay. okay. And then I, and then I did my first show and uh, I won and that's when I got hooked. But you have the, you have the, you have the more normal story, which is you saw the magazine, you were like hooked on it. So it went from there. Um, what is, uh, so what I want to ask you, are you, are you, are you an only child or no? Pretty much the only child. I grew up by myself. I got a one half brother that I connected with, but I, you know, I grew up just me and my mom. Yeah. Is that why she's your number one fan? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think so. Um, you, I'm, you, I'm, blessed, I'm blessed to have like a good mother too. So, you know, everything, you know, she did her best with everything. It sounds um, like you and your mom are friends. <laughs> or I think so. Yeah, that was who was calling me, my mom. She was asking me, did I make it back from uh, Toronto? Say, oh, yeah. okay. That's cool. Yeah. You know, so, I'm trying to do better. Like, it's, I'm real. I'm an introvert, and I, I'm really fine with being alone. But I know with me being the only child, you know, I need to stay connected with people and, and try. So I try to, you know, I love my mom, but sometimes I forget. Like, you know, I'm always working or something, and mm-hmm. I get really busy. So I, I really try to try to do what I can to, to, to call her and, and, you know, do stuff like that. Stay in touch, yeah. So yeah. you mentioned really quickly, you kind of flew by it. You mentioned, you mentioned being married. You want to talk about um. that? <laughs> you kind of just like stuck it in there and like kept going. So I got to yeah, ask. I got married young, man. I got married young. I got How married were... 21, 21 oh, years damn. old. What made you do uh, that? You're in love, weren't you? You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm a, ro- I'm a hopeless romantic. So yeah. Um, yeah, we were married. I knew uh, we were married for four. Uh, technically, we were married for five years, but we got separated for four years. And um, I knew her for seven, well, seven, eight years. Yeah. So you yeah. knew her for seven, eight years before you got married, or no, total, total. So total. I knew her three, what, three years before we, yeah, three years before we got married. Yeah. And then you got married, and you were married for how long? Four or five years? Yeah, yeah. And then you got divorced last. Was it last year or the year before? Technically, we got we we separated a year ago, but we the divorce finalized in January this year. Yeah, what's that like? I mean, it was difficult. Yeah, we were going through a a lot of it during like the Toronto Pro and stuff like that. Yeah, that was you know my cousin was talking to me. He's like, dude, I don't know how you did that show, and I'm like, well, you know, 
you can't, was it, uh, I always forget the word, uh, compartmentalize, and, you know, you, you try to do what you can and, you know, focus on certain things. And it wasn't, we didn't get a divorce because of, of bodybuilding. So, you That's, know, it's not because of that. So, that was my next question. No, no, I'm, I, I'm pretty chill. I don't really have any issues. Um, so you're not- the, only thing, the only thing I do is I get, I get sleep, I get tired. So I, I rest a lot more and I, I'm, I just sit. Well, but I don't get really angry or anything that like that during prep. So, sh- do you want to leave a uh, contact information for all the women listening, or <laughs> no? <laughs> oh man, no, you probably so... got them. You probably got them knocking down your door now after the Arnold's, especially. <laughs> <laughs> no comment, yo. <laughs> there you go. So, okay, we haven't really discussed the most important thing, which is why I had you on. You went okay. from you went from where where'd you place in Niagara Falls? I won Niagara Falls for sure. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, I should do more research. Usually I just kind of just I try and learn about people on the show. I should probably try and learn about them before. But <laughs> so you so won before that, that before that show though, I got ninth at the Olympia, which was um and just I know that's I know that's good. People say you top ten, but I got ninth my first Olympia and then the next year I got sixth, so I was like, okay, I'm moving up. And then the following year, oh, I dropped back down to, you know, what I was like. Two okay, years wait, ago. wait, back up a bit. So what was it? You've done the Olympia twice? Three times. Three times. So your first mm-hmm. time was ninth. Second time was sixth. And then last, time, time last, last year was the last time you did it? I did it 16, 17, 18. Where'd, yeah. you, place eight, where'd you place in 18? Ninth again. Ninth yeah. again. Okay, so you win Niagara Falls. I'm going to, I'm going to say this and I'm not sure if it's true, but it's not a huge deal for you because you have a bigger goal, right? Yeah. 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 It was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. then, so then, and I'm not trying to make you sound arrogant or anything, but I kind of know if you're already at the Olympia level, you're, that's your ultimate goal. Right. So then you go to the Arnold's, the Arnold's is, you know, it's just like the Olympia pretty much. I mean, minus a couple guys, you're looking at the same kind of stature of, of competitor. Yeah. Did you expect to be second place? Did you expect to win? Did you like, what did you feel like you're going to do? So like, to be honest with you, there's a lot. This is, this was honestly like the most important show I've ever done. And that's just because this was the last connection and last thing that me and Matt had, you know, going in. And um, it meant a lot to me. This show meant a lot. And um, that's what like, yeah, that's what I like. Yeah. Niagara Falls was just, I had, I actually had to do Niagara Falls to, to be able to do the Arnold. I didn't know that going in but it, you know it worked out yeah uh, but um i you know i didn't know how I, I i was feeling top three yeah going into the show and then we went to you know we we got on stage we did prejudging and i was feeling pretty confident that i might have won the show yeah. you know especially since because i was worried honestly i was worried more so about steve yeah and alec yeah and when steve showed up off i was like oh well you know was, you know he's he's third now so you know i felt pretty confident but um, and you know, I was a little disappointed. Um, but honestly, the response I've gotten since the show was—it's been amazing. You know, I uh, just the people who've reached out to me, and I, you know, I'm not trying to say I, you know, I like Alex. We've hung out before. We've done guest postings in 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 El Salvador together. He's a good guy. But just seeing the response that I got and versus what he got, it was just really cool to kind of see how the fans saw it and how different people saw it. So. Know, I know what the fans thought. Do you think you won? I think it could have gone either way. I would. I would have. You would have picked <laughs> you. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking at the photos, I was like, 
Well, you know, um, it's I had, you know, obviously I had him a little bit in the lower legs. He had he was a little bit more separated, a little bit bigger up top. He's really wide and he's got a really small waist. But um honestly honestly thought too that uh in finals I I was a little bit better and the posing routine I brought, I thought that would have played a part, but talking to the judges, they said they didn't really judge finals and the posing doesn't count. So But it's supposed uh, to, but I don't understand that because it's supposed to at the Arnold's. Apparently it's only for open bodybuilders. What that doesn't make any sense. It does it doesn't, yeah. So you know that's that's life, I guess. So uh <laughs> <laughs> so I wanna I wanna just show the people that are watching, and again, sorry to those that are listening, but this was you and is it Alex? Yeah, Alex, Alex Cabanero. So what do you see in this photo? This is a front double bicep. Or is that your full pose? Are you ready? Or is that in- no? I posted this because both our eyes are closed. I'm not sure what was going on or what. Yeah. But uh, honestly, I think that he definitely has me in the arms and the upper body. But I think my legs—it's kind of opposites. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I see that. Um, you know what? You're right. He's got a little bit more like his his rib cage and lat lat insertion. His lats look a little thicker. Mm-hmm. And, and um, it's kind of the same story from the back. I think I got him on the side chest. Yeah. Uh, I don't see if there's some other photos of you guys here. I think that's um, I think that's the only one of the two of you. Yeah, I think I think it's the only one I posted on on that. But um, so okay, so you're. What do you think? You know, sometimes it's good to be second place, and I, I've had a lot of second places in my career because some for some reason people love the underdog especially especially if they think he won yeah and yeah i think a lot of people thought you won the show i do see what you're talking about in the difference of the physiques but your physique flowed so well and i think the posing i mean it doesn't really make sense to me that the posing wouldn't be counted in a classic show especially because yeah. especially in the classic show the posing is everything i mean the way you present yourself is the reason it's classic yeah. so what a when did you start practicing posing and things like that? And I don't mean for this show. I mean, like, how did you learn to pose so well? Because you're a very good poser. I honest, I learned all from – I never had a posing coach. No one uh, – well, um, besides, like, the first couple sessions I had with the first people I worked – the bodybuilders I worked with. But uh, for the most part, everything I've, I've done has just been trial and error. And you can – like, if you go back and look at some of my old routines – so I've been posing since – love posing since I, I first started bodybuilding um going into that uh my first show uh there was this he was a top level he was a top level um um super heavyweight at the time a guy named john blacks okay he was helping me with my posing and he was just doing the you know the basic you know routine and then he helped me for like you know he showed me some stuff and then i went home and i just googled it and i think that's the issue a lot of kids have today like they're so used to the internet but they don't they're not used to researching stuff. They don't so. use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really weird. It's really, it's really weird. But you know, I actually looked up um, posing routines. I'm like, okay, and somehow I ran across one of Kai's routines. I'm like, oh, you can do that on stage. This is so, a great. This is a great pose here. Again, I want to apologize again to those that are listening, but we're watching on YouTube. Uh, uh, Terrence's uh, Arnold Classic posing routine, and this is a great pose. It's actually, it's actually a transition pose, but right there. That's just yeah. stuff like that is really, really clean. Like your posing is very, very fluid. So that's the thing. So like what I was going to say is like, do you, like when I first started, like 
you could they were entertaining routines, but it wasn't quite as fluid. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I hadn't quite put all the dots together yet. Yeah, and it just finally came together. I would say in Toronto, and I'm like, I I kind of made my own thing, made my own style, and sure. it just took a while. You know, it's funny. Um, it's it's true. Now that I watch it, like when you watch people pose, like people have told me, like I'm a good poser, but not like at this level. But I've taken pieces of other people's routines to kind of create my own. This looks very original. Like there's kind of like really your own style. Yeah, I don't like I. You know, back in the day, like I said, I had um, people I watched. Uh, Kai, Lee Labrada. Kai and Lee Labrada are my top two. I see some. I see some Lee Labrada in here. I see yeah. some <laughs> but it, but you know yeah. what? A lot of people try and copy Lee Labrada's routine, and they don't do a good job of it. That's the thing too. Like when I first started, I was trying to just be Kai Green. Yeah. And you'll never. I tell people now. I'm like, you'll never be this. It's no point in trying to copy someone because you'll never be as good. You know. Yeah. You can well, take you can take bits and pieces like you said to make yeah. your own thing. That's it's always better to be the first you than the second whoever. Yeah, I mean you can you can try and emulate people, but not when they're at Kai Green's level. Like his level of posing is yeah, it's very very hard to copy, especially because just the way he moves. Yeah, he's very so. unique, and like I can't move. I just can't move the way he moves. It is and it is what it is. Um, and I have no issues with that. You know, <laughs> I you know. So yeah. now that you're famous, uh, everybody's like <laughs> touting how great you are. I, dude, you're like the talk of, of bodybuilding right now. Not, and I'm not talking about his classic. You're because even bodybuilders like, look, man, I'm a, I'm a bodybuilder diehard through and through, but we can really appreciate like a good physique. So it's, yeah. it's very impressive what you put together. I have one question though. Why didn't you ever do men's physique? <laughs> not that I want, not that I would want you to, I just, I'm just asking. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, it's funny, man. I still have the same opinion. Um, and it's literally the first person I talked to, the first coach I had. She's like, well, because I like, remember I told you I wanted to wait a while to compete. She's like, why don't you do men's physique? And I'm like, well, that's not what I want to do, hmm. you know. Um, and that's how I feel about it. I'm like, well, you know, even if you may not be the biggest at the time, if you want to, you know, if, if a person wants to do classic, just go for it, man. You know, you, you um, or, or bodybuilding, you know, just go, go for it. Um, for one, you know, you get the stage experience in the class you're doing, and I think it's yeah. way different from doing a men. Going on stage and doing men's physique stuff is is it doesn't really translate to what you're going to be doing as a bodybuilder. So you might as well get that practice in early. Well, it's, it's not only that. I feel like it's very again refreshing to hear somebody that says, you know, I have a passion for this thing, yeah. and I just and I just want to wait until I'm good enough at this thing, mm-hmm. because a lot of people that I run into have a passion for bodybuilding. And like, well, I'm just going to do men's physique for now and then I'll do it later, which is also not wrong, but it's nice to hear somebody say, well, that was my passion and that's kind of what I wanted to go after. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what was, what I was going to say is how you mentioned a couple of times about being kind of broke coming up, which is normal for all of us when we're 20 yeah. and we're trying to yeah. bodybuild and it costs so much money to eat and all this other stuff. How has your situation changed? Is your like are you are sponsors beating down your door now? Like, what's no going- everything's like no honestly like literally so like it's been it's really funny so uh, not funny but it's it's unique so like yeah I was broke growing up you know it was just my my mom I had a single mother um, teacher you know not making a ton of money uh, so nothing you know growing up it wasn't anything you know and then I I, 
I leave the house at 17. I graduated earlier from high school, so that's cool. Um, <laughs> I did three years of high school. So I graduated at 17, went to the military. Yeah. Uh, for one, I, I, couldn't, I didn't want to pay for college, and I was kind of tired of school at the time. And uh, So even then, I didn't have a lot of money being fresh in the military. And, you know, I, and especially then I got into bodybuilding. And, you know, people always talk to me. Like, I, I have very little um, empathy for a lot of people just for the simple fact about I've been through a lot of things that they go through and I found a way. So like for me to bodybuild, like I could barely afford the coach I had at the time was a hundred bucks. Yeah. But you know, if I, you know, I would do odd jobs for them, you know, granted everyone can't do that, but yeah, yeah. You know, I would, yeah, I would do stuff for them. I would, um, I, I didn't get a, I didn't get a smartphone until maybe the iPhone until the iPhone five was released. I didn't get an iPhone five either. But I, that's when I got, that's when I got my, I that's when you got your first iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so yeah. like, that, and that's why I'm kind of not super big into technology because like I couldn't afford to get all the new stuff. Yeah. You know, I didn't buy new shoes. I didn't have a lot of this stuff, you know, um, that people buy now. And then they tell me they can't afford bodybuilding. They can't afford the diet or this or that. You know, I prioritize what I wanted to do and I just did it. And uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so back, you know, I got my first decent sponsor when I, I won my uh, first pro show. So when you turn, you know, when you turn pro, yeah. um, nothing really happens. Yeah. It's very little guidance. I barely knew how to uh, apply for my pro card, honestly. It, you know, it's funny. It's funny when you turn, everybody thinks when you turn pro, you're just like the money is just like showering down. <laughs> really, really like zero happened. Like nothing and happened. And that's what I tell people. And then they don't get yeah. that. I'm like, people want to turn pro. And I'm like, well, I would rather have a good – I'm telling, I tell, I tell them, just focus on your physique first yeah. because that's, that's always the, like the biggest thing. Cause I remember, uh, I mean, back in the day, like some of the guys, like they had the physique of a pro before they even turned pro and they would get sponsorships. Like when they were one of those top level guys, Yeah. like I was on the very, very, very tail end of it. But, um, Nick Trigilli was, you know, he was one of those last guys that was a top level guy on the amateur ranks that had a decent sponsorship at the time, you know, yeah, yeah. that doesn't happen anymore, you know, really. Yeah. But, um, so I got to see a little bit of that, but I think people put, they, they have the wrong goal. Like they want to get the pro core, but I'm like, you should just focus on building a good physique and then that will come. And then you're more likely to be do well at a pro show. You're more likely to get, you know, recognized by sponsors yeah. and stuff doing it that way. Um, but you know, so, I had my first sponsor and that was pretty cool having that money and uh the military money at the same so, time. So it was a paid sponsorship. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the salary. first phase. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was it was a decent salary. Yeah. Uh it was yeah, it was it wasn't anything like to like live off of, but it was a good bonus. Yeah. It was a really good bonus. So yeah. yeah. Um that was my first time with a little bit a little bit of money. Yeah. Um I tell people what I was I was making forty forty uh thousand been in the service. And about twenty four from the sponsorship I had at the time. But a, lot of, but a lot of people should know. I mean, that's it's good that you're open about it because I, I am yeah. too. Like my first contract, uh, I signed with Muscle Tech the, like the day I turned pro. Okay. Two grand a month. Yeah, that's, I got I got two grand. Yeah, yeah, like two grand a month is pretty standard uh, for most guys who turn pro, unless you have some crazy following. Then a then yeah. a then a, a company might pay you more, but. I remember, I think even Chris Bumstead, and I don't know if, if he would be mad at me for repeating this, but I don't, I don't think he would, but even his was two grand when he started. And, really? okay. you know, Chris is Mr. Olympia now. So mm -hmm. I kind of, kind of everybody starts there. 
So, yeah, yeah. Sorry, so, go on. So that's what I was making uh, back then. And that was, that was a lot of money for me at the time. I was 22 at that time, 22. Yeah, yeah that's great. So, so I kind of, I kind of, kind of didn't know how to do stuff. I spent a little bit too much money, yeah. and uh, and I think a lot of people do that, you know. <laughs> I, I, listen, I, I still do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm fucking 41. I still can't spend my money properly. <laughs> so, um, but I did hit. I hit a hard. So I hit a hard time um, a little bit after that, um, and it was when all the shit was going on, like the divorce, Matt passing. Um, I had just I had just gotten the military to do bodybuilding full time, and I had started coaching and posing services, and uh, yeah, I wasn't making much of anything uh, then. That was 2018, yeah. And uh, you know, I was wasn't doing great with sponsorships, and that's what I, t I tell people too. Like as a bodybuilder, it's not just about lifting weights anymore. It's about providing. It's, you have to be several things to be a bodybuilder. You have to be a um, a content creator, a video guy. You have to learn how to market yourself. Yep. You have to do all. You have to know all these things now. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, that year, 2018, I was making maybe twenty five, thirty thousand um, dollars that year. So it dropped. It dropped a lot. Yeah. Well, because you weren't uh, in the because you weren't in the military anymore. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then even my sponsorship went down because I wasn't putting enough content out for them. You yeah. know, so that was a mixture of them paying me a lot less and then me getting a few clients from posing and, and, and training and mm. stuff. And, um, yeah, I was really hard, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, you know, um, but now, but now I'm making almost, it, everything's good now. Um, I'm really happy with where I'm in life. Uh, I'm making pretty, just under maybe six figures now. Who's your, uh, who's your sponsor now? I work with still, still supplements. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. That's yeah. Jason Hood's uh, company. Yeah. And, um, no, everything's really, really going, you know, halfway decent, you know, I'm a little nervous because things are finally like crazy in my life. Yeah. But, um, you know, I can sit here and appreciate, you know, all the blessings I have, um, that have come this year. Yeah. Are you one of those people that, cause I get like this sometimes if things are quiet and things are good and everything's okay, you're like, something's not right. <laughs> <laughs> something's, something's bound I didn't to used to be that way. I didn't used to be that way, but man, this this past year, yo, it was like this knock after knock after knock, man, yo. Yeah. I went out like when I get like I said when I first got that uh when I like that that whole weekend it was tough. So like I you know I Matt passed away. I had to move out of that house, and I um dumb stuff I did. Another more dumb stuff I did was me and my ex wife had separate um, bank accounts, but I took on all the debt. Oh. Uh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. So my oh. credit was fucked up. So it was yeah. hard to get this this place here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. it took me a while. So like the place was like I was still trying to get this place. So my place wasn't even ready. Yeah. So I had to stay in a hotel. I literally just moved. I got a. I just bought a U-Haul, put all my shit in it, and went to the hotel down the street. Yeah. And I um, I stayed there for maybe a week until this place. I got approved for this place. Damn. Uh, <laughs> you know it's crazy yeah, it's, it's, hey when you go through the fire there's a reward on the other side and yeah, uh, man, yeah. it seems like you kind of been through it and it's crazy that you're able to keep i mean are you telling me through all of that most of the time you're able to keep your training and diet and everything on track it was pretty like so like i mean like i think it was pretty decent so um the food was the hardest part for me yeah. But with, this is right, and this is even before Matt had passed. Um, I was going through divorce stuff. Matt, um, I had talked to him, and what we did was like, I just ended up doing a lot more liquid foods. I did like three like meals with like just liquid, like protein, like and shakes, carbs, right? 
Yeah. 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 And that helped out a lot. Uh, training wise was pretty good. I mean, I was getting in there at least, you know, at least four times a week. I mean, not, it wasn't great, but, um, I stayed, the, the thing that, you know, I, the thing that was the most affected was I didn't really do any supplements, uh, d- during most of that period, maybe yeah. just enough for like CRT or so. And even then that was inconsistent, which yeah. really surprised me on how I was able to make as, as much progress as I did, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, pe- people are shocked. Sometimes they think they need a ton. They don't need a ton. Sometimes a little bit can go a long way. I think it was a mixture. I think, honest. I mean, like, just, just all this craziness, I honestly, the only thing I could think of is just me just being in a surplus for an extended period of time was made yeah. the biggest difference to me putting on muscle. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, so that's, that's my financial situation now. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so I noticed you have a, a company called, is it Tribe? Is it the Tribe? Is that yours? Yeah, Tribe. I had, so, like, the Tribe is obviously uh, – taken but a tribe aesthetic is like the, the actual like the full name uh, yeah 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 so your is it what is it your clients is that your your coaching company like what is that no 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 it's a clothing line i started um and it's, oh. it's doing pretty it's, yeah yeah i wanted to do it and it's you know i had I, it's again going back with matt um i had planned it out like it's maybe the concept was maybe three years old and i just kind of got busy and i kind of put on the back burner and then when matt passed i um just was like yo like let me just kind of do this and basically it just reminded me of why i made it yeah. and it was like we never i mean yeah bodybuilding on stage by ourselves but like no one truly does anything you know great by themselves there's always someone helping you someone there someone True. in your circle so um yeah i started that and it's going pretty good um right now i just have like direct to garment stuff so like um you know i get next level of this or that and i print on it but yep. i finally to the point now where um we're gonna be making our first like custom made stuff oh yeah um, yeah yeah i'm really excited really really excited I, I was debating on what i was gonna start with because it's still not a big thing but yeah um i'm gonna start with just some um some tank tops um that i want to do custom made and uh yeah so with coach so i have that the coaching i have i don't know why i made it all separate but the coaching the coaching is a uh, rough nation and then uh, the posing is the posing academy. Dude, didn't you learn anything about branding? You can't. No, have, you can't have three different companies. <laughs> really? I, you know, I just like. Oh, no, man. you can. You can. I just think it's, it's a lot. It's good to have. Like, if it was all Rough Nation, you know what really? I mean, or if it was all Tribe. Yeah, it's my. It's just my. I own. was thinking. I was thinking of of doing more with the Tribe. At yeah. least I didn't want I didn't want my I didn't want the clothing and the coaching to be tied together, but yeah. the posing and the and the the clothing could be. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. So those are your businesses: coaching, posing, and your in your clothing. Mm-hmm. Is your passion in the clothing, or is it all of it? You're passionate about all of them. It's usually like usually one of like usually when I've talked to other bodybuilders that are doing like this kind of all these entrepreneurial things they have one facet that they're more interested in or more passionate about. My most passionate is, is the coaching portion. Yeah. Just because I've been in a situation where I've had a bad coach and, um, not knowing what, what's, so the re, the way I started doing my education was because I had a coach and he didn't, he didn't know what he was doing. And I was like, I never want to be in a situation again. Yeah. So back then I got, I went through, uh, the ISSA course. I got all the the certs through that six certs, and then um, I'm going to school for exercise science. I didn't finish the degree, but I got all I got most of it done. And then yeah, um, yeah I just never. And then you know I did a mentorship program with the guy as well. Um, I paid him 
several hundred dollars a month to, to learn and to see how he did things. Um, his name's Austin Stout, if that, if that matters. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I really, really enjoy that learning, learning and growing that way. That's probably the, the funnest thing for me. So is this, so is this your, is this your coaching right here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I need, for those, a, need a little bit more active on it, but yeah. So for those of you who are watching uh, the podcast, I'm actually full on clients now. So I literally just, I got, I got enough clients. So, <laughs> so you don't want me to advertise it? Okay. Nobody, I mean, they can, they can, but yeah, nobody, definitely not. nobody pay um, attention I'm, to this. <laughs> so that's your, that's, and it's tribe aesthetic. This is your clothing line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's building. Um, I want to, I, I, like what inspires me, I really like the way Dark Sport does their stuff. Yeah. With the, especially more so with the athletes, man. It's like they treat them really well. And that's rare to see in, in with things nowadays. So so you do, um, you do girls stuff and guy stuff, I see. Yeah, I have a lot more guy stuff just, just because guy stuff are easy. To, just more, it's just more of it. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah. 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 yeah so um, – that's pretty cool, man. Um, you should be proud. You got a bunch of stuff going on now. You came from humble beginnings to uh, having a bunch of businesses on the go and doing really well for yourself. Yeah, man. I, I feel like I'm still still learning this. I, you know, I'm it's it's trial and error. So, like speaking with the clothing line, this isn't the first one I've done. Mm-hmm. It's just the first one I've done, sort of right. <laughs> You're taking your time. You know what, man? I know how that feels. Yeah. Listen, I did before I started hostile last February and I've done, I had a clothing line called Abiad's army okay. way back. And then I had one, uh, I don't know. I had different one. I, I had like, I've always done like t-shirts and shit, yeah. but I've never really like put time and created designs and tried to like put a website up and like really treat it like its own business. It was yeah. kind of like a side thing. I'm like, Oh, I'm bodybuilding. I'll just have a t-shirt. You, oh yeah you're right you're right you're right but it's, and that's but it's, made the biggest difference with it yeah yeah it's not yeah. like that though you have to really treat it like its own business with its own website and its own like thing and it looks right. like it looks right. like you're doing that now so that's really really uh really good thank you um so let me ask you one more question i'm not going to keep you too much longer but how do you feel about juggling the businesses because i think my personal opinion is for a lot of people listening and a lot of the young guys coming up, the hardest part of our sport is juggling the passion, which is eating and training in the stage with the business side of things and making sure you can keep all those things in line. So how are you fe- feeling about all of that, you know, new stuff that's on your plate? It is a challenge, man. I tell you, uh, the hardest, the, the clothing is very difficult trying to keep up with that. Um, especially cause it's new and it's not making a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, so that's the hardest part. I definitely need. I'm looking for someone to kind of help out, help me out with that. But, um, but not. Nah, it's just a learning thing. So basically, with the coaching, I had to learn. That's every every single thing's been learning a learning curve for me. Um, wow. With the coaching, I, I found I had to find a way that works for me to coach yeah. people. I went through like, because you know, you know, back in the day, or people, well, even people now still do it. John still does it. He he um, converts through email. Yeah. I was awful at that. So I, I just do text. I do WhatsApp. So I have WhatsApp. Okay. They, check, they update me through that. That works great. And it took me, it took me a year to figure out that's the way I, I, I communicate best. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then on top of that, um, with the, the posing out of everything. I, so basically with the business, the more I can like automate things, the better. Yeah. That's what I, I mean. I, I, obviously that's with everything. So, I know some people, they do like, oh, DM me. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Go to my website. 
I have I've written every I took the time out to write everything, every question you may have. Yeah. And you know, and, and, you know that type of stuff. So, oh, so I, you have like you have like an FAQs where they can go and just kind of their questions are already probably answered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I still get asked the same questions though, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody wants to read shit, man. No, they want to talk they want to talk to you directly. That's yeah. how it is. So, so uh, but, um, but sorry, go the ahead. Biggest go ahead. Thing, oh, the biggest thing um, was learning how to do like was was the content stuff. So like I'm still and I still struggle with uh, a lot of it, but um, I'm treating like I have. Yeah, I've started treating bodybuilding more as a business. So when it comes to like a show, I plan out all my photo shoots around that. Like I used to be like, oh, I'm going to you know after the show, I go eat. I go spend time with the family. But I'm like now. I just I have to get my photo shoots done. I have to get yeah. video content done. I have to do all this stuff, and like, I kind of feel bad for my mom because my mom comes to the shows, but I'm like, mom, I got to get this work done because That's this, right. this is the this is the time to get it done, you know? Yeah. And um, it's hard that for was people. It's hard for people to understand because they're like, well, your show's over. How can you? How come you can't come for breakfast Sunday morning? Or how yeah. come you can't come for dinner? And you're like, I got four photo shoots lined up, and I got this yeah. video series to do, and. Are you doing any YouTube stuff? Or are you still not yes, really? I'm, I'm, I am, but I'm, I'm I'm sucking at it right now. To be honest with you, um, I just got something to help me out with it, uh, and I wanna. I was doing pretty good before. I was doing pretty good before the Arnold, but what happened was uh, my camera, my cam, both of my my phone dropped my phone, and the camera started to suck, and I dropped my video camera, and it started. I dropped everything, and I could, <laughs> and I had to send it all off to get fixed. So. So, so I fell off quite a bit, and um, and it's also weird because, like, talking from a business point of view as well, I had I work with Joe Bennett on his app, so I provide content for him on there, and it's kind of tough to juggle giving him content, but then also giving myself enough content for YouTube, and just trying to figure out. And basically, uh, we kind of figured it out a little bit on what I'm going to provide for him on that, and what I can provide, you know, on my own on my own uh, platforms. Well, yeah, it's definitely a business trying to figure it, keep, especially, I've, and I talked to, you know, looking at John, he does it very, very well. John's and crazy. I love, yeah. And people always ask me, this is all, but people always ask me who my idols are in bodybuilding. And it's not, it's not guys like, you know, it's not, it's not guys who have the best physiques or whatever. It's the guys who, who, um, who built something off of bodybuilding, you know, yeah. who guys who made money and guys like, who made Like who, you know. like who, like who? John Meadows would definitely be my one of my top guys in, in that sense. Uh, I like JP. JP, he's done a really well job. He's not even a pro. And even John before he was, he was making more than ninety percent of pros before John turned pro. You know. Yeah. So, yep. you know, guys like that. Uh, Matt Porter. You know, Matt, I, you know, Matt was one of the first guys I saw who had a good amount of money um, and and wasn't a pro as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I went to his house. He had like a million dollar home and. You know, he had, granted, he wasn't really, he was, he I mean, he had a nice house, but everything else was real, like, yeah. low key, low yeah. key. Um, I, um, it's funny, everybody who meets John makes him, makes him their mentor. Yeah. He just, cause he just has, he can kind of have, he has a blueprint for you. Like, he can teach you exactly what you have to do. You just have to do the work. Yeah. But it's, uh, John, like, you know, John's doing the YouTube thing now. It's almost like everything he does, he just excels at it. Because now he's doing the YouTube thing. He's doing five videos a week. I'm like, I call, I, I, call, I call him. I'm like, John, how are you doing five videos a week? I'm like, I can't even think of enough shit to do five videos a week. That's exactly. That's yeah. exactly. That's the oh. hardest part. That's definitely yeah. the hardest part. Yeah. 
yeah. before, before you go, man, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to keep you too long. I know you got other, other appointments and stuff, but before you go, is there anything you want to promote? I mean, we talked about your website, we talked about your clothing and your coaching. Is there any, even if you don't want to promote something, is there a message you want to kind of portray to people about your story and about what they can expect about bodybuilding and moving forward? Oh man. I know it's like a deeper, <laughs> but, but you know, I just always like to give, let people give people a chance to kind of say what they want to say before they go kind of thing. You know, I would say that, you know, people, you, I mean, granted there's some older people that follow me, but I got a lot of younger guys who follow me and uh, you know, I really identify with where they are in, in their life and you know what they have. And honestly, I think that the biggest thing is like, you, you, you set out a goal, whatever your goal is, if it's to be a pro or whatever, you know, don't, don't lose track of that goal. And I see this all the time with guys. They, it's going to be hard for a couple of years. It was really, I've had really, I had hardships. It's going to be hard, but you just have to remember that and stay focused, you know? And honestly, <laughs> is it, you got to say to yourself, is this really that bad? Is, you know, not having a brand new phone really that bad? Is, you know, not going out on Saturday night really the worst thing you know in, in comparison to what your life could be in the future yeah and I tell myself now I you know I tell myself now my the way I kind of get through things is like in 20 years do I want to look back at myself and and and, and say I'm, am I disappointed in myself or can I tell myself well you did a good job and, you know you're doing a lot better now and everything you did back then paid off yeah. you know I don't want to have any regrets when I'm, I'm you know 40 50 years old so. yeah no I get it that's a good message, man. Um, all right. I'm going to let you go. Cause I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to keep you forever. And I know we've tried to schedule this thing like four times. I could talk to you all day, man. This is fun. I know, man. We could, you know <laughs> what though? I, I always have people back on and okay, I, okay. I definitely want to have you back on, dude. You're going to be, I see you as just being a, a mainstay in the classic division. Hopefully I don't have my own, I have my own personal uh, selfish hopes and I hope you go on. <laughs> I hope you go on to put on 30 pounds and crook, fucking crush everybody in the 212 oh man yo i'm not against it though i'm not against it whatsoever yeah wait wait one more question before you go so you said you had an invite do you want to talk about that no i can't i can't come on I man can't. everybody knows, everybody knows <laughs> no, what you're talking about already no, no we all know no, what you're talking no, about no, no. no okay. i just say someone called me to do a show that's later in the year and um <laughs> that's about and some, that's, that's, that's and somebody, all about, yeah and somebody really famous is promoting it that's all we're gonna yeah, say. yeah yeah okay. yeah yeah what about the olympia is that on your radar yeah, I'm doing the Olympia. Um, did you qualify with the show or no? How does it qualify? Niagara Falls. Oh, Niagara Falls qualified you. That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. I, like, so, but so, I don't know who else is doing that other show. I, so that's literally all the information I have. Is that no, but I just have a question. So is there any more other shows you want to do before the Olympia? Or are you focused on the Olympia right now? I'm focused on the Olympia. Um, I would lo have loved to do a show this past weekend, but or but there was no there yeah. was no classic physique shows. Um, the closest one was maybe five weeks away and that's not, that's not good timing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so business wise on top of that, one more business thing, guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, if there's any young pros watching or anything, uh, what I ended up doing is I, I booked up, I booked myself up, uh, since there were no shows, I booked myself up with guest posings and, and seminars. And, uh, I got my first taste of doing seminars in 2018 after Toronto. I did a tour of Europe doing, and I did that all myself, um, planning the trips, my own money for the, the, the trips, the hotels and everything. Really? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> was it That's, worth yeah. it? It was worth I didn't make a ton of money. You know, I I broke I I made a little bit. 
um, some places did a lot better than others. I like uh, France was amazing. Uh, yeah. London didn't do that. I didn't do that well in London though. Maybe they're more uh, hardcore. Maybe they're more hardcore there. They want like it, it the, been. And then yeah. it was it was two years ago. So, but um, I I made a little bit of money, but nothing worth. You know, but the thing is, I got to meet a lot of fans. I got to travel, and that yeah. was the best part of it. You know. Yeah. Well, honestly, if you look at it on a on a positive side, you're like you got to travel the world. Yeah. And you made a little bit of money on top of it. Mm -hmm. So why mm -hmm. not, right? So you're doing. So is that your thing now? You're doing more seminars. I try to do. I try to do as many as I can. Yeah. Um. Like I have. Like I said, I had one in Toronto, but it got canceled. Um. I'm have one in Hawaii though. So. No, that's you know. all right. And you know the thing is, man. Like, yo, like I see, like, you can't be afraid of a no. Like, I've reached, I've been reaching out to people since January about doing, doing events, um, doing events for the rest of the year, and I got a lot of no's. You know, um, I even got, I even got a no from uh, Tim Gardner um, uh, for the Mel Chancey show, and then I did the Arnold, and he's like, "Hey, man, you think about guests? <laughs> Got to change the line." So I was like, you know, so like, yeah. Um, and I taught the cool advice I got from Jay Cullo. Um, I met him at his show in Virginia. Yeah. And he was like, he, when he was first getting started on the programs, he did as many guest bowlings as he could. And he didn't charge much of anything. He said he was charging 400 bucks. Yeah. And for Jay Cullo, that's, that's literally nothing for Jay yeah. Cullo. Yo. Yeah. Even, yeah. even if he was a younger pro, he was still, still on the covers of magazine. Yeah. He was still a known name, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I just took that advice. I'm like, yo, I need to, you know, I need to be seen. And I know I do a lot better in person than I do communicating online. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I tell every new guy that I talk to pro wise. I'm like, dude, like, just, just ask. That's what's the, the worst they can do is say no. Yeah. What's your, uh, what's your, what's your seminar? Because I've always thought about doing seminars, but I usually do Q and A seminars. When you do a seminar, do you have a planned seminar that you're going to talk about and then take questions or do you just do live Q&A kind of thing? I've done a couple different ways. So I've obviously, um, I've done a couple, a lot, a lot of posing seminars. Yeah. And um, I can, it, that has to be limited. So like what I do is I have a posing seminar and then I'll, I'll buy, I'll have separate tickets for a and a if you want to come listen after that. Yeah. Because so, I can only handle myself maybe 20 people at a time and even that's a challenge. Yeah. But um, I've done that. In Hong Kong, I had the privilege of doing a three-day training and posing seminar. Um, that that's was pretty awesome. Fun. Yeah, that's pretty that awesome. Yeah, and a cool thing, like it was really limited. It was maybe eight, six to eight people tops at that one, just yeah. because it was again just me. And uh, I will say this too: like um, people overseas, they pay a lot more. Like, <laughs> like I had a guy help me out promote that one though. And yeah. the amount, like, I, I, he told me, oh, I charged the people this much money. And I was like, it was several thousand dollars. I'm like, no one would even pay maybe $300 to see. A hundred bucks is yeah. rare in the yeah, States. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we're, they're, people are spoiled here, man, because they get to see you. You know, they, get, they got a lot of access to you online, and they get to see you at various shows. And it's like, I think people overseas don't, just don't have the access. So they're willing to pay a little bit more to be able to spend some time with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what my that's what my, my friend. I was talking to my friend. She's in the tech world, and she was telling me the same thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, yo, that was that was fun. And other seminars I've done, uh, I've done just Q and A's too. But yeah. I really like to be able to uh, to at least do something on, uh, with the Q and A. You know? Yeah, I've yeah. always been too nervous to do them. Really? I yeah, I don't. 
I don't, cause I don't know where to start. Like there's so many things to talk about. So like, what am I going to, so I just do the Q and a thing. I'm like, okay, we'll do a seminar. You can everybody, but then the problem is when people come and I'm sure you've had this before, they're scared to start asking questions. <laughs> yeah. So, so you just talk. <laughs> yeah. You're like just sitting there and like, nobody's asking questions cause they're all scared to sound stupid. And yeah. then you, it's kind of hard to get it going. So it's so not what so- I did was the way, so cause I would have been the same way. So what I did was I kind of, shadow people who do had seminars already so uh this is woman out in the uk emma yeah. and there's another woman in new york named chula i i watched both of these women hold posing seminars and they're badass like yeah emma does just posing full-time and like she kills it um yeah. in the uk she has like a nice car nice house everything she has her own studio for posing yeah um so i you know i did that so i learned from her i learned how she runs it and i kind of changed a couple of things you know for myself yeah. and with the training seminar I, I was um, lucky enough to be in Tampa here with uh, Ben Pukowski yeah. and his um, his most in my forty muscle camps. I sat in on maybe three or four of those and yeah. saw how they did things. And yeah, I just kind of I was lucky enough to to kind of see how people run stuff and yeah. just kind of build on that. See, I was unlucky enough that the seminar I sat in on was John's, and you know John, <laughs> you know John's seminar. He's like a fucking scientist. He's got all these yeah. slides and shit. It's like an hour long of like just pure science. And I'm like, I can't fucking do this. Nah. It's, it's not when I saw him give his seminar, I'm like, I just don't, I just don't have that much knowledge. It's just, yeah. it's a yeah. different level. So it kind of even discouraged me even further. I'm like, I can't. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to podcast and let other people tell me about stuff. And it's you're different. right, man. Yeah. It's funny. Cause at the Hong Kong one, dude, like, he wanted me to do some nutrition and supplement stuff. And like, after seeing John, I was like, dude, I'm, I don't, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> That's right. Cause you feel stupid. You're like, even though like, like honestly, like the average pro, even if we don't know the background science behind it, probably knows more than 95% of the average people about nutrition. Yeah. But after seeing John talk about it, you're like, I'm not going to do this to service. Like <laughs> it's like, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, like, I'm, I'm doing you a disservice by not, teaching you the way john taught you so exactly. anyway um okay terrence i'm gonna let you go i hope that you'll come back on after that special show or before that special show and we can discuss it further because then by then it'll be public news yeah yeah and uh, last i heard is they're posted like i don't know that's all i know and um i don't know who else is competing but they last i heard it was supposed to come out this week i don't know if it changed because of you know the virus or whatnot but they were supposed to make the announcement this week sometime. So, all right. Well, I'll have you back on, man. We'll discuss. I had a great time talking to you, and um, I really hope that your uh, season goes well. The rest of the season, we'll talk again, hopefully soon. Thank you, man. Thank you. All right, Terrence. Thanks for coming on, dude. We'll talk soon, and uh, I don't know. Keep killing it. All right, all, all right, right brother. Bye, bye.